0: radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty The Armstrong and Getty show
3: Somebody's going to nominate Kevin McCarthy here in the next couple of minutes and oh then, good. and then they're going to give s- him a chance and they're <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to start voting uh So, I talked earlier about there was talk of a deal overnight, and some of the framework was leaked out by somebody. By the way, that's one of the reasons he hasn't been able to get more of those 20 holdouts to come to his side. So, he had negotiated with some of them. They promised to keep it secret. Then those people get up in the morning and read about it in the paper and think his side leaked it and thought, we can't trust you. That's why we don't like you. Yeah. And... So anyway, uh, there's no deal yet, so there's no reason to think that this 12th vote coming up here in a few minutes won't have exactly the same results as the previous ones. Not, by the way, that I think this is a big deal. This will get worked out and somebody will be Speaker. uh, The fact that the Republicans have a very slim majority and you got a whole bunch of burn-it-down nihilists who are willing to vote against everything, that is a big deal going forward. It could go on for weeks. I'm not saying it's going to, but it certainly could. Like I mentioned earlier, this next debt cliff thingy that we go through all the time and always mock could really be a big deal this time. Oh. You could have enough holdouts who actually think defaulting on the debt is the only way you're going to get people's attention about overspending. All right. True or false? Well, go ahead. You got more on that? And, uh, you know, the that that's... It would fit it. Wouldn't that fit? If you had a graph of the way things have been the last several years, doesn't that fit on the line of the graph for us to do that? Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, We need to get
4: to clips of the week, but before we do, true or false, and explain if you like, uh, will this whole thing, including what you just spun out, really damage the Republican brand? Hmm. Make them look like non governing jackasses. Boy, you know, know what?
3: I'll answer my own
4: question. Probably, but not for long.
3: Yeah, I just, I don't know. We're all so dug in on where we are on things. I just, I mean, I've been watching a fair amount of the coverage on MSNBC, and they're just, look at this, this is what you get when you vote for your But you already felt that yeah. way. You felt that way yeah. before this past Tuesday, so that doesn't, right. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I think the persuadables, the swing voters, I
4: think they may think, man, these Republicans are floundering. And the next couple of years would be kind of lean. But then you'll get like a Ron DeSantis, I hope, up there. Speaking truth, uh, hurling truth bombs, and uh, and new leadership in the house, perhaps or whatever, and they'll say, "Hey, those crazy days are over. We're ready to govern. We're ready to take America." And people think, "Wow, good. Okay, the adults are in charge, and everything will change completely again." One of the few benefits of getting older, and there are very few, is that I've seen the whole. <laughs> the Republicans will never win right. another. Der- the Democratic Party is doomed for good. Look at the demographics, Jim. I mean, come on.
3: Yeah, that, that you, w- there's several things you're right about there one there are very few advantages <laughs> to getting older uh but yeah how many times have you heard that uh, they'll be they'll be they'll get they'll take the blame for this the blame doesn't last hardly a week let alone years i mean wh- one thing about the way politics work is, is a very short memory it's always on yeah. to the next thing the next vote the next election yeah yeah
4: those who aren't desperate for clicks or the click of the remote control really are, are are the people to listen to, because everybody else is full of crap.
3: That nice African-American woman who is the person who does the announcing during all these votes. I wonder if she's the clerk getting, of the house, Madam Clerk. I wonder if she's getting tired of saying, and we've counted the votes, and no one has enough, so I'll we've sit not back.
4: elected anybody again.
3: I'll sit back down over here and, uh,
4: Madam man. Clerk, I rise to nominate. Why don't you shut up? She wants to say, again, why don't you all get together and figure out whether you got enough votes before you waste my time again? I got a
3: life again. I'm saying I don't think this is meaningful, but but today, especially, I mean, now that we're in the fourth day or whatever this um God dang it, I, you know, you put on your suit, your dress, your hard shoes, your pearls, or whatever, your man or a woman, and you go down there and you sit there and you think, can we just, if we're all good, if we're going to do this four times a day, how about we all agree the votes are going to be 220 to 20, we didn't <laughs> get baby, and then go home and say we accomplished the day. If that's how it's going to turn out at the end of the day, do I actually have to sit here on this wooden bench the entire day, or can I go to a restaurant or take a nap or do something else? It's going to be 200
4: to 20 again. My kids are in town. We want to go to the airplane museum. All right. <laughs> right.
3: Or here's the other part that's kind of interesting. The the, the the a few Republicans have dropped off. Somebody got sick. Somebody had to go visit somebody, Weather, a couple of different things. No Democrats have dropped off yet. But isn't it in the modern world in the year 2023? It's stupid that it dep- depends on, like, whether somebody catches a cold or not. Whether yes. or not they got to be there to vote? Doesn't that just seem antiquated somehow? Sure, ridiculous. Ridiculous.
4: Well, we should probably uh, move on, at least temporarily. We've got a lot of good stuff this hour,
3: including. <laughs> I interrupt you, but. Oh, like, so, the guy, a different guy, just nominated Kevin McCarthy, and he had a bit of a look. I mean, so they nominate him. They all stood in their cheering. Yeah. And he kind of, like, all right, put his hand on the thing to push himself up. <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks for nominating me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Because, I mean, how many times can you be thrilled at the inspiring speech somebody just gave for why you should be speaker? Without? This is the 12th time he's heard that. That's hilarious. A lot of good
4: stuff to come this hour, as I was starting to say. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow
3: Clips of the Week. Three, two, one, clip-off. a prisoner of Southwest Airlines, Michael. It's kind of like the bong room in college.
0: Get a potato, cut it in half, get two slices out of it, put it beneath each foot, and cover it with a sock overnight.
5: You showed the President of the United States your thong underwear. Where did you get the nerve? I mean, who does that?
2: I have to face my mistakes, and I'm facing them. I'm not a
1: fraud, I'm not a fake. I'm Catholic, but I'm also (laughs) Jew-ish.
3: We seek normalcy, not philosophical lunacy.
4: I'm going to do what I did my very first act as a member of Congress and nominate Jim Jordan for speaker.
2: I think we're having good
6: uh, discussions, I think everybody wants to find a solution.
1: Where he's part of the swamp cartel.
6: The choice is Kevin McCarthy or chaos.
3: I nominate President Trump. Who Who do do you want
7: to be speaker of the
0: house? The conference to decide. We need to come together. Who do you want? I'm asking who you want. What does it look like life after Kevin?
2: And let me say this to the American public right now: Do not donate
5: to these fundraising campaigns. They don't need the money. I think a lot of people uh,
4: who are sort of politically on that side of the aisle um, are missing the boat on this. They don't understand the gravity of the situation. They're thinking about this in partisan terms.
6: The Kohlberger family finally broke their silence with a statement and as a family, we will love and support our son and brother.
0: Roommate Dylan was unharmed. The killer walked right by her. That is huge, absolutely huge.
3: And now, another Bills player is down. I can tell exactly who that is. Maybe Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then transported to a local hospital where he is in critical condition.
2: Uh, we heard from the Russians in a rare admission that it was probably the cell phones that the soldiers were using to call home on New Year's Eve that gave away their position. That is just a rookie military error. Does Putin care? He's messianic, he doesn't care.
1: Well, that's terrifying.
5: Do not just show up at the border.
3: You know, uh, we um, we have seen the situation at the border. You can rest assured, Poppy, that we're doing everything that we possibly can.
2: Let me be clear: Title 42 or not, the border is not open. What a bag of goo he
4: is! <laughs> just physically, intellectually, morally, he's a bag of goo.
3: Yeah, we're going to talk border here uh, about 15 minutes. But, yeah, some of the things Joe Biden said, Secretary Mayorkas said about the border, just only in our post-truth world can you get away with saying that stuff with a straight face. Yeah,
4: just unbelievable. So uh, some good stuff to come in the next segment, apropos of little, a couple of pieces of tape for you, including, do you know who Marshall McLuhan is? He was a uh, he was a thinker and writer of the the mostly I think like the 50s and 60s he was the guy who coined the phrase the medium is the message he was also a bit of a futurist he nailed the world wide web 30 years before it was invented not only how it would work but what it would seem like what it what it would yield it's just unbelievable'll we'll we play wanna, that for you
3: among I want to be a futurist what's uh what's the First of all, what's the pay? Secondly, um, uh, how do you lay in the the groundwork to become a futurist? What do I need to do? You
4: you just got to make pronouncements about what's going to be. And be either accurate, well, not accurate, just be compelling enough that people say, oh, and they rub their chins and read your crap.
3: I think our arms will wither down to little fins,
4: maybe. I think I read that in like third grade. Um, I, I have no fins.
3: One quick thing. So does it look like we're actually going to give Bradley fighting vehicles to the Ukrainians? That is going to happen? I've seen the headline, yeah. Okay. France has given them uh, light tanks, I think. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I was just reading some general saying that this is a... I mean, every, they claim everything's a game changer, but yet another game changer. Those poor Russian conscripts. They don't want to be there. They're trying to call home on New Year's Eve, and they end up getting blown up. That sucks for them. No winners there. No. no winners. we got a lot on the way. Stay here.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and
3: Getty Show. Yo, 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 the president is going to the border. He's all of a sudden discovered that we have an illegal immigration problem, and he's decided to really go hardcore and try to get the Republicans on board with doing something about the border. Oh, my God, it's too much to take. Yeah, so stay tuned for that coming up.
4: Yeah, a couple of uh, really interesting pieces of sound here for you that are apropos of, well, humankind, but nothing ripped from today's headlines. The first one is from 1967. This is uh, Marshall McLuhan, who was a professor, writer, thinker in the 20th century. He was actually Canadian, um, a professor of uh, media, I think, media theory. Um, But he had some predictions of what the world would look like, and they are shockingly prescient. I mean just unbelievable he predicted the internet 30 years before it was uh, invented not only what it would be and how it would work but the tone of it listen to this from 1967
5: instantaneous world of electric informational media involves all of us all at once ours is a brand new world of all at once global village is not created by the motor car or even by the airplane. It's created by instant electronic um, uh, information movement. The global village is at once as wide as the planet and as small as a little town where everybody is maliciously engaged and poking his nose into everybody else's business. The uh, global village is a world in which uh, you don't necessarily have harmony. You have extreme concern with everybody else's business and much involvement in everybody else's life. It's a sort of Ann Landers column writ large and uh, it uh, doesn't necessarily mean harmony, and peace, and quiet, but it does mean huge involvement in everybody's else, everybody else's affairs. And so the global village is as big as the planet and as small as uh, the village post office.
3: That's quite amazing.
4: And he goes into, well, at once, move into a phase of panic terrors exactly befitting a small world of tribal drums, total interdependence, and superimposed coexistence. Oh man, I can't predict the weather tomorrow. This guy predicts, yeah, we're all going to be interconnected and we're all going to act like a holes. It's
3: unbelievable. Yeah, um, people that understand human nature, um, societally, you know, in gr- in large groups, that that's a, that's an interesting thing. I think I understand individual human nature pretty well, but mm-hmm. how how a, you know a whole culture is going to react? That's something to be able to predict that.
4: Yeah, we could ramble on at length about this, I suppose. But it's, it's amazing, the, the genius of the man and uh, the repugnantness of the, the Internet. Uh, but I wanted to get to this. This is a, a gentleman from Turning Point USA, which is a conservative activist organization. But he was talking about, as part of a bigger piece, but what we've talked about many times is this idea that if you make it as easy and comfortable and healthy as possible to be a junkie, you will get more junkies. And the idea that this is compassion is false, as that brilliant essay put it. We are easing our young into death on the pavement. And this is uh, this gentleman uh, going to some of the uh, going into some of the programs in San Francisco. Clip eleven, Michael.
6: I'm going to go right in here in the San Francisco harm reduction site, and I'm going to see what kind of um, paraphernalia they're giving out today. They gave me a whole box of syringes. This is a whole box of syringes
4: it looks to be a hundred or more box
6: of syringes i mean literally f- for free you can't even get a plastic straw in san francisco let alone they're just giving away as many needles as you want i have um, narcans i have these sanitary cookers i have tie-offs to tie off your arm i came out with saline water clean saline packages to cook the dope with These are to hold, these little tie-offs or to hold, to hold these like this. You twist it around there so you don't burn your hand while you're cooking the dope.
1: Anybody can just come into this place and and grab these bags full of equipment.
6: For free. And uh, little cotton swabs to to suck the dope up through. I asked them what this was for. This is a new one that they're giving out, these chopsticks. And they said it was a, a pusher for a glass pipe so you could push your crack inside the pipe more. Brillo pad to filter the crack in the pipe. Then they give you these straws, right, and these mouthpieces for the meth pipe. The most alarming thing was I asked where I could go to get some help to get clean. What program can I get into right now to get clean and off the streets? And they had no idea.
3: Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I like the line of you can't get a plastic straw. Have you ever tried to get a syringe? Uh, can I buy those from you, dude? They're really hard to get. We use them because my son takes medicine through them, not with the needle, but the syringe mm-hmm. part. And yeah. they will not. I mean, they really give you the stink eye and the once over, and won't sell them to you. Boy, you just got you
4: got to go to the druggy places, yeah, and say, yeah, I'm a uh, I'm an uh, in vitro, not in vitro, in v- Venus, uh, whatever. I shoot up.
3: I'm a I need some addict. needles. Oh, yeah, here's, exactly. Here's some syringes. Yeah. My son takes medicine and we use this every single day. No, we don't believe you. They say at Walgreens and CBS and everything. Yeah,
4: yeah. How weird a society! Yeah. You get, you got the little piece to cook it in. You got some saline water. You got the the thing so you can hold it so you don't burn yourself while you're cooking it. You got the needles. You got the ramrod to get your 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 crack in there good and firm.
3: As a matter of fact, when I get the syringes, whenever I can, I I rewash them because they're so hard to get. You have to give them your driver's license, and they put that into a data bank so the state knows how often you're buying these syringes.
4: But Seattle. Dumped. That's hilarious. Yeah, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, L.A. We are easing our young people into the grave on the pavement.
3: The president is actually going to the border on Sunday. The details on that coming up.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years.
1: and
5: Getty Show. I will visit the border myself this Sunday in El Paso to assess border enforcement operations, meet with the local officials and community leaders, and the folks at the border sending me what they need that they don't have and make it public what they conclude they need, they don't have, to try to convince my Republican colleagues they should do something.
3: That is rich. <laughs> that is the that is the oh. death by chocolate cake after your meal at a fancy restaurant. He's going to go down there and get the facts, and he's going to expose those facts so that maybe finally the Republicans will be willing to do something about illegal immigration.
4: You know, that probably won't be the clip of the year, but that is an early nominee.
3: I wish that was just, um, you know, maddening or whatever. But to me, it speaks to the time we live in. And I think his, even his addled brain, he understands that in the modern media landscape, social media and we're all siloed. You can say crap like that. I almost dropped an S-bomb there. You can Go say, ahead. Go ahead. You can say crap like that. And your side's going to hear the speech and say, yeah, it's the damn Republicans that aren't, don't want to do anything about the border. And the people on the right will hear, it. they already don't like him. So there's just there's no price to pay for saying crap like that in the modern world. The media and probably no gain to be gained by telling the truth. And so he's basically mostly going back to Trump era policies to try to deal with the illegal immigration and acting like the Republicans oh, to the letter, yeah. yeah. And acting like the Republicans are the cause of the problem at the border. But again, he's wise Not moral, but wise in understanding the current landscape that you can do that. We have now reached peak cynicism. Oh, yeah. God, I would say. The headline in the New York Times is Biden announces major crackdown on illegal border crossings. I mean, so that's the kind of headline I want to see. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's getting beaten up pretty good by your human rights organizations and your pro-immigration crowd and that sort of stuff for let's call to, them open borders lunatics. Come on, for going back to Trump era policies. Um, they so he uh, they, they opened with the announcement of we're going to allow thirty thousand people per month to apply for uh, getting to stay here because you're trying to escape a bad country. 30,000 people per month. The problem with that stat is 87,000 came across in November. Those are the most recent numbers. So it's not quite as charitable as it sounds. And, you know, the people that are the open border crowd, they picked up on that pretty fast.
4: Well, yeah, I would argue, though, that if if they had any intention of, you know, that, that 57,000 uh, person excess, if they had any intention of actually dealing with those people productively, uh i would be in favor of this i just i suspect very strongly that people will flood across the border and just be turned loose into the country in the way that they are now
3: oh you don't think they're actually going to follow through on what they're saying i don't know hey see i think they are but i just assumed that i don't know why i assumed that so uh, you think anybody who shows up and and isn't what is it the first thirty thousand in the door what's
4: that going to cause Uh,
3: I don't know. So here's from the New York Times. The president's announcement comes after months of fierce debate inside the West Wing over whether to embrace tough border measures first imposed by Donald Trump or to allow it to continue the way it's been. So the fierce debate inside the White House, So they they must think, there must be plenty of people in the White House that think, look, this is really hurting us. Now, you don't, you know, you didn't see that play out in the most recent election just You know, not that many weeks ago, there wasn't a big price to pay for our open borders, but they must think it's 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 going to hurt them at some point. Otherwise, what would cause the fierce debate? I think they probably look at the
4: polling and they look at the media and I think the border thing would have been
3: significant were it not for abortion and the looming shadow of Trump. Right. Uh, new York Times also goes on to say, in his remarks, Mr. Biden described the overall approach as very different from his predecessor. It's no, it's not. not. It's no, not. it's not. He, not at all. He's doing exactly what Trump did. Um, he said it's very different from his predecessor and said the new policy was intended to expand opportunities for migrants. <laughs> <laughs> God, so, there is no limit to the bullspit. So the headline in the New York Times is they're cracking down on illegal immigration, but the president, when he makes that announcement that they're calling cracking down, says... We're not cracking down on illegal immigration. We're expanding opportunities. (laughs) You know what? Orwell just
4: laid down his pen, picked up a bottle of gin, and said, F it.
3: That is hilarious. And as I said earlier, but I want to say it again, can you imagine if Trump had come to the podium and, and announced some new stricter policies about illegal immigration and then said, I'm not being hard on illegal immigration. I'm expanding opportunities. He would have been mocked endlessly john stewart and john oliver and all the people that do those kind of shows would have would have spent the entire hour mocking him saying kicking out illegal immigrants is expanding opportunities but joe biden gets to say it
4: sure cnn's panel of five liberals and one uh, republican who is a liberal would go crazy over this stuff it would never end
3: yeah by the way joe biden also said this yesterday which is kind of funny
5: since August of last year, Customs and Border Patrol have seized more than 20,000 pounds of dead, deadly fentanyl. That's enough to kill, kill as many as 1,000 people in this country.
3: We're, we're losing 100,000 a year?
5: Yeah,
4: and that's enough to kill like a billion people.
3: So. <laughs> it's enough to kill 1,000 people.
4: 1,000 people, you say? Maybe you ought to ask President Harris about that, because he dropped another President Harris in the same speech.
3: I would actually like to know, in this case, did he misread that, or is his staff so not up on the whole fentanyl thing that they think that that's a shocking number? I already misread it. He misread it? I wonder what yeah. he said. Might uh, have said a I'd million. Probably said a million. Ten million, who knows? Anyway, so we need to get to Secretary Mayorkas and his uh, his nonsense. Let's go with the 50- God, what
4: a useless piece of crap he is. <laughs> if that sounds disrespectful, it's intended to. Here we go.
2: Let me be clear. Title 42 or not, the border is not open. Ah! We will continue to fully enforce
6: our immigration laws in a safe, orderly, and humane manner.
1: Would you, Secretary qualify what is happening on the border right now as a crisis
3: you know uh we um we have seen the situation at the border uh managed in an orderly way we have seen it in extraordinarily challenging circumstances as well you can rest assured poppy that we're doing everything that we possibly can that was you know um, that was such a nothing burger <laughs> that answer i mean that was that was a master class. And having to answer a question but not saying anything if
4: you set out to find a flabby useless gray man with no convictions no guts no abilities no ability beyond the ability to parrot the idiotic and dishonest talking points of the administration he's a good hire he's a solid hire
3: god I have low regard for politics and politicians and 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 bureaucrats Oh. it's just it's just amazing. It's there's never any pa- there's fake passion about things that, you know, are um, uh, partisan. You can get some fake passion out of partisan stuff, but there's never any passion for anything real. I mean, he is the guy who's in charge of the border should be saying this is clearly a crisis. This is a disaster for America. No matter right. how we got here, this is a disaster. And clearly we need to do things differently. And I'll tell you what where we should start is Congress needs to. Come up with a plan and we need to stick to it. That's the only way. Why couldn't anybody, a Republican or a Democrat, say that and get away with it?
4: So, one more clip, if we may. It's uh, you're, you're poor, you're desperate, you're in Nicaragua, you got a wife, a couple of kids, you're going to head to El Norte to earn a living, you got a couple of cousins up there, you know the border is wide open. But then you hear this from the president, clip 51
5: Do not just show up at the border. Stay where you are and apply legally from there. Starting, no, I today, don't think. If you don't I, no. apply through the legal process, you will mm. not be eligible for this new parole program.
4: Yeah. I, well, how about I just show up, walk across the Rio Grande, and uh, and you turn me loose into the country like you have the last two million people? Uh, that That would work better for me, sir. Yeah.
3: So you don't think they're even going to follow through, though, on the, the new Trump rules? That I, I, The only reason I, I assumed they I were. I think they might have to. Was the talk about the fierce debate in the White House, that there seemed to be policy people. It's not because I think anybody's worried about the country or what's right for the taxpayer or anything like that. But I think there are people in the White House that think, look, this is really damaging to us. And we're going to get this hung around our neck for the presidential election. And mm-hmm. we got to get on top of it now.
4: Yeah, you could be right. It'll be interesting to see this unfold, though, because as I've made the point many times and you have too, that one of the fundamental differences between most conservatives and most liberals is that most conservatives understand that there are some policies that are going to be uncomfortable and they might even hurt a little bit. But in the long term, that's clearly the best thing. Don't do your kids homework for them. They're upset. You're upset. But don't do it for them. You know, the liberal point of view is, yeah, go ahead and do it. It'll be fine. You know, you got to help them through. When the inevitable uncomfortable part comes, when you are rounding people up, when you're putting them on buses, when you're holding them in overcrowded detention centers, and then you're going to ship them back weeping to Nicaragua or wherever they came from, and all that footage, and and AOC is going to be pretending to be outside the fence, and you're going to see MSNBC (laughs) talking about the human misery and the kids in cages. Will they be able to stick to their uh,
3: guns? So, are we sending them back to Nicaragua because they didn't do their homework? I'm not sure. I followed that all That I seems like really a, need you to listen more carefully. Seems like a weird policy. Please pay attention. Um, the 12th round of voting is going on right now. The only yeah, wake I, me when it's over. Well, the only reason I even mention it is the first 11 rounds. He he lost votes a couple of times. He never picked up votes. Well, he has this time. He's picked up a couple of the hardliners that were never Kevin's. Have voted yes. Now, uh, how many are going to switch over? We'll see, I guess. But hmm. Nobody seems to think he's picked up enough, but he's picked up a couple. And that's what he says, just little by little. But at what point is he just writing him personal checks out of his own bank account? I mean, <laughs> well, he could be saying, look, all right, all right, $100 million for your campaign. $100 million. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, uh, how about if I got on my hands and knees and you got to use me as a footstool <laughs> for a week? <laughs> would that be... You can
4: stay in my house, all right? Stay in my house for a month.
3: He lives on the couch of Polster Frank Luntz. Do you know that story?
4: I do not. <laughs> Are they um, together?
3: No, no, no. It's just... I'd heard some reference to that, but I hadn't really com- <laughs> comprehended it. Anyway, oh, we got more on that coming up. We'll finish strong next.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show. So this guy, uh, Matt Gates, he's a Republican congressman. Um, he has been a hard no vote on Kevin McCarthy becoming speaker. They're doing the 12th round of voting right now. And uh, so somebody stood up and nominated McCarthy. Then somebody stood up and nominated that Democrat that gets all the votes. And then a couple other people got nominated, including... Matt Gates of Florida, who stood up and said this.
1: For what purpose does the gentleman from Florida rise? To submit a
7: name for nomination for the position of Speaker of the House.
1: The gentleman is recognized.
7: Thank you, Madam Speaker. My colleague from California, Mr. Garcia, knows the incredibly high regard I hold him in. He is a patriot. I deeply, deeply admire him. But I must take some exception with some of the comments he made in his nomination of Mr. McCarthy. First, he said that Mr. McCarthy has earned the position. You only earn the position of Speaker of the House if you can get the votes. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes today. He will not have the votes tomorrow. And he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year. And so one must wonder, Madam Clerk, is this an exercise in vanity for someone who has done the math, taken the counts, and is putting this
3: institution through something
7: that absolutely oh, right,
4: right, right. is
3: avoidable. <laughs> <Outrightous>. <laughs> That's Joe's favorite part of anything, is when people start <laughs> doing that noise.
4: Oh, yeah, right. What are you doing?
3: <laughs> and then I'm told this is exciting. A little more Matt Gates.
7: My colleague, Mr. Garcia, did not say this, but many of my other Republican colleagues have. They believe that Mr. McCarthy has earned the position of Speaker of the House because he raised half a billion dollars to get Republicans elected
4: going Order! to bring Order! anyone of the motion of someone's name. The gentleman
1: is not recognized. The, the, the gentleman is not recognized. Members are reminded not to engage in personalities
5: against other members of the
1: House. Members are reminded Not to engage in personalities against other members of the House.
3: Now it's officially a poop show now, isn't it? (laughs) So that sound was, uh, since you're listening to the audio, somebody had grabbed him by the back of the head by his Ken doll hair (laughs) and was bashing his head on the podium. (laughs) Is that what happened? So he predicted that Kevin McCarthy... Uh, was not going to pick up any votes. Well, it turns out Kevin McCarthy picked up. It looks like five votes this time around. He's still going to fail in the twelfth round of voting, but he picked up five. So whatever. Uh, Gates doesn't know much. He does know the age of consent in Alabama, but he doesn't know much
4: about. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to go there, but you beat me to it. <laughs> I'd like to nominate a couple of hot seventeen-year-olds for margaritas tonight. Huh?
3: <laughs> a Hooters waitress I just met. <laughs> Uh see, he's active on the dating
4: scene. Anyway.
3: <laughs> he's, he's active on the dating scene. <laughs> Hilarious! Yeah, oh, I kind of want to see it go all weekend, just because those people who live ridiculously cushy lives, I'd like to see them have to spend the whole weekend in their fancy clothes, sitting there, going through this nonsense, to get to what will be, you know, inevitable, either McCarthy or Scalise or somebody eventually gets it, and you wonder why you did all this, but and you'll have that
4: same tiny minority, I'm sorry, majority that's so problematic right now. Every time you try to get anything done or vote on anything and that will instantly be spanked by the Senate anyway.
3: Yeah, if you could come together on something it won't become a law because the the Senate's controlled by the Democrats, but they're not going to be able to come together. There 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 would be no comprehensive immigration reform. There's there's, you know, there's too many differing views on that or anything really, so
4: yeah, I, I feel like the the border thing has gotten to such a crisis point. There could be some productive, you know, discussions had, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's that it's Friday. I just I feel very apathetic about the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I, I have no uh, it doesn't bother me a bit. All this stuff on the other cable news channels about how embarrassing it is for the country. And uh, it's a crisis. And what have we been- don't
4: have a Congress. They've passed no laws. I actually heard that on cable news Good. the other day. Good, fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Are you fine? Good. <laughs> oh, there's already an Elvis of now presenting Armstrong and Getty, Final, Final Thoughts.
3: Wow. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty.
4: I can't do that, it hurts Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day There he is, Michelangelo, pushing the buttons, our technical director Michael, final thought
1: Yeah, I keep thinking about that self-driving stroller at the Consumer Electronics Show I'm thinking if I'm like two years old and I can't get what I want I just hop into my stroller and drive off in disgust
4: (laughs) Slam the door, I'm out of here Jack, do you have a final thought for us?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we all want to be amused through the day, right? Entertained to some level. But you got you to gotta pick and choose what you spend your time on. You only get so many hours on Earth. And I don't think any of this stuff in the house, unless you find it entertaining. If you do, that's fine. It's like watching a TV show. But it's not going to really have any impact. So uh, find other things to do with your time. Yeah, my final thought is...
4: You got the... Uh, Lovely story, the young man for the Buffalo Bills bouncing back it mm. appears he's going to be okay. You got the horror of the Idaho slaying suspect who is a monster and took young lives for no good reason. And then you've got the just boring and stupid and hypocritical and dishonest stuff going on in the House of Representatives. How about you pay attention to the people you love, your friends, your family, your hobbies. Turn this stuff off for the weekend. We'll keep track of it for you.
3: My hobbies, macrame, skin diving, (laughs) what (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday.
4: What do you call that? The, The deep diving, the free diving. Or you just hold your breath and dive down like 200 feet. I do a lot of that. Do a little fishing. I'm big on that myself. Hey, go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have a lot of great clicks for you. You can pick up some A&G swag. Talk to my youngest daughter again. She swears by the Armstrong and Getty sports bra. Says it's incredibly
3: comfortable. Oh, cool. I'm guessing there will be lots of news on Monday, and we'll see you then. God bless America.
2: Armstrong and Getty. What? You can take a crack at each one. Well, one's just a total con artist. Disgusting. Makes me sick. The other guy did a good job. I'm not going to have the cheeks of their a- torn
0: off. The point is not well taken. Thank you. Son of a I'm just saying. It's cold. Enough talk.
4: Do you understand? No, senor! No, senor!
3: You know, uh, we... um Okay.
4: <laughs> I don't even know what the hell's <laughs> going on here.
3: Hi. Good night, everybody. And now... Have
5: a
1: great Friday, you mother
5: The uh, Armstrong and Getty.
0: The